Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast, proudly presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you use the code CHGO when you sign up at DraftKings. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. Wow, a new era. The DraftKings era here at CHGO, guys. And say it ain't snow, fellas. Today's the day where everybody on Twitter and everybody on Facebook and Instagram will show you flurries at their house because it didn't happen anywhere else. It happened here, oh, yeah. but I will not be posting it on the interwebs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just think it should be illegal for snow to be coming in this area before November. I mean, right. I think yeah. I think that's a fair take, and I think that's fair to say, but it did not snow here on the north side. It's just really cold for a fall day, and it's gloomy, so the vibes aren't great. The Bears, I'm still suffering through the loss four days of even four days later, the Cubs aren't in the postseason. Like the only thing I got is Illinois. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> no, Cody, there's more than that. Now that we're, we're a DraftKings network, CHGO uh, DraftKings teamed up. Like I'm expecting the DraftKings book that they're building outside Wrigley. The, the latest pictures look kind of cool. It kind of looks like they, they've made it look like part of Wrigley field instead of some modern thing. I'm assuming like old school ways, like, Norm would walk into Cheers and he'd go to his stool and they'd all yell, Norm. Like when you walk over there every single day, they'll be like, Cody. And you'll just take your spot at the book. Yeah. Well, you know, I was today years old when uh, DraftKings became my new favorite app. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I woke up this morning and 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 opened DraftKings and I'm telling you, I'm, I just, it's a, it's a new, it's a new day, Luke. It's a new day. And it just, it hit different. That said, the greatest win I've ever had in gambling history came on DraftKings. And, uh, you know, the fact that I even left it to begin with. But but to come back now, I feel like I'm repaying my dues. Oh, wow. So you're going back. That's that's exciting. Ryan, you ever done DraftKings before? Oh, yeah. I'm excited to try it out. Yeah, DraftKings is where I got my start a couple of years ago in, in gambling. <laughs> as soon as I got legalized in, in Illinois, I was, I was on DraftKings. So I'm excited. I, I've always liked DraftKings. Um, I obviously haven't used it in a while. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to get back onto that platform. I always thought it was a lot more user friendly and easier to navigate than than most of the other ones that I've tried. Nice, so, yeah. nice. So that's good, good for me. That's good news for oh, me. Yeah. It's all right there for you. You like don't even need to you don't have to sweat it anymore, Luke. Good, and yeah. and hopefully Hopefully the, the office, app will work for you. I was gonna say the <laughs> app will actually work for you in the office. Like that it hasn't worked what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so that's that's good news. Exciting to have DraftKings aboard. We're super excited about that. Again, use the code CHGO when you sign up. And uh, like you said, Cody, no Cubs in the playoffs. What do you guys think of of the weekend of baseball? I find it, I find myself completely torn. Like college football is one thing going on while the playoffs are going on. If like for instance, if the Cubs aren't in it, if the Cubs are in it, I'm watching playoff baseball. But when you have the NFL going on. It's a real tear. It's a real tear at the heart. Like when you have Bills Chiefs going on, even though the game was kind of boring, like it's tough to tear me away. Even though I love baseball, how how did you guys deal with? Uh, at least you didn't have the Bears to worry about. <laughs> well, I watched. I'll- I watched definitely. Uh, the thing is, like, I I, I I get like you said, you're torn, but it's also yeah. like they MLB, you know, shouldn't cater. It, when it plays its playoff games to help like to serve people that want to watch football too. It's like there's yeah. enough people that love to watch sports and a lot, enough baseball fans in America that 
hell people have people have laptops people have a lot of people have two tvs in their house like you can th- throw on the game in a couple different areas and, and and put on both i don't i mean i watched i i was able you know i was with my friends yesterday but i was able to watch we watched football on one screen we had baseball going on the other saturday night you know we're at a pregame and and had had the uh what was it was a fifth we had uh, all the astros astros mariners game going on 18 i'm the only one watching but it's like in the mm-hmm. 17th inning and i'm watching baseball sitting on the couch but i'm like I'll find a way to watch, and I think I think most people will if they really want to watch. I don't think MLB should have to work its schedule around NFL. Uh, so Saturday, Saturday, Illinois played at 11 a.m. against Minnesota. So we, me, and and Corey was with me with my girlfriend and a few of her friends at Rickhouse Tavern in Gallagher Way, uh, bright and early at like 10:30 in the morning. The mimosas <laughs> were flowing, fellas. Uh, so I had an early day. Uh, I went to bed at like 730 <laughs> and then woke up at like, I don't know, 11, 1130 to see what happened between the Dodgers and the Padres. Like I, I was following the last three innings on my phone because I couldn't get out of bed to go turn it on. Um, but I think that's I think it, it's all based off your preference like yeah the cubs aren't in it so it's hard for me to want to pay attention um i will admit i paid a a little bit more attention based off the fact that we got two major upsets from the phillies and the padres Mm -hmm. and we might get another one what tonight do they play tonight Tonight, yeah Yeah, tonight six o'clock yeah and i mean and then the fact what what happened in that game three between the guardians and the yankees too like it's just insane stuff that i don't think we've ever seen before like you always see up upsets in the in, in baseball postseason, but like not like this. Like this is like I don't know. Like you, I feel like you usually see like maybe one or two. But like I mean, if the Yankees lose tonight, that's like we're talking about three major upsets. I mean, two of those teams that already lost had won a hundred games. Um, I yeah. understand anything can happen in baseball in, in the postseason, but like I, I, I think all I'm saying is because of the upsets, that's kind of why I paid a, a little bit more attention, but. Honestly, when the Cardinals were out, I was like, "All right, I don't care what happens to us this way." Like, <laughs> yeah, as long as the Cardinals <laughs> are the team, who cares? I, yeah. I know people are saying it's broken. It's like it wasn't broken for the Astros, right? Yeah, you know, like yeah. They, they they did it. Well, they've it's also. A... I mean, that that's been the thing since like the since they even had started introducing championship league championship series. Since they introduced the wild card, since they introduced right. the second wild card, like it's. The expansion, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about there being six teams, and if it ends up going to seven, I still don't know how I feel about it. But it's just also like that's just that's just baseball. That that's that's the evolution of the game, and no one's going to be happy. Old heads are going to be upset about it, regardless of, of of what happens. So I, you know, just again, I say MLB just do it, do it. I mean, I, I think it's a lot of MLB like looking to make a little bit more money, which yeah. is completely fair. And if people are watching, then people are going to watch and. I mean, the Dodgers had what three, four, uh, four days off in between games before they mm-hmm. played. Like, you ask most teams, you ask the teams in the NFL that are fighting for that one seed to have that extra that that bye week. Like, they're not they wouldn't give that up just to play another game or right. So, mm-hmm. like the top seeds to have that extra rest. I mean, I, if I'm a top seed, I want that rest. I want to have my be able to lock my starting rotation and line up everyone on three, four days of rest. Everyone, you know, I could have my rotation going one, two, three. I don't have to worry about trying to get through a wild card round. And then, I mean, teams get hot. Like that's baseball. Teams get hot. And you saw last year with the Braves, it wasn't even the, it was a different playoff structure. And the Braves won. They were 88, they had 88 wins. They won the whole thing. So, yeah. Stuff happens in baseball. That's just how it is. I I don't think, I I just don't think the playoff format really is is a big problem here. No, I I agree. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just funny how like a few like me, before this year or maybe even last year, like everyone was like, "Oh, we need more games in the wild card," and now now it's switched to, "Oh, we need seven games in the DS." And like, I honestly wouldn't mind if they put seven games in the DS because, yeah, I mean, I would have loved to see that Dodgers Padres series go seven. I mean, the way that the Padres beat them, I guess, kind of it. it showed that they were the better team in that series, but yeah, it kind of sucks to, I mean, they technically played what the Dodgers technically played four more games of the Cubs this year. Like 
whoop de doo <laughs> But like, I don't know. I think for baseball, it would be it would be good, to, especially that series, because that those teams don't like each other, and the P- Dodgers had been beating up on the Padres over the last couple of years. So for the sense of just, w- it would be good for baseball. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the DS being seven games, but also. It's just funny how now it's switched from the wild card to the DS. Oh, we need seven game series. And honestly, it's just Dodgers and Braves fans crying. And I, I get it. I'd be crying too. I mean, I, I, I loved what happened for the Cubs in 15 and I hated how it happened for the Cubs in 18. Like it, when it came to the wild card. And I thought that, you know, in 18, that if the Cubs would have just won the division, they just went, win going in game 63, then they wouldn't have had to do that. But also, I feel like they could have won two out of three against the Rockies uh, in the wild card. And it's, it just sucks. When your team loses in those situations, it sucks. And we can sit here and complain about it. That's sports. That's what we do. So whatever. I think it's hilarious that the Dodgers only played four more games than the Cubs this year. Sorry. <laughs> it's easy. Just play better and you don't get eliminated. It's not It's not really that yeah, crazy. There you go. It's not like, play it's better. Not like a play-in game where it's one game and any team can win. <laughs> And there are ways they can tinker with it if they want. Like you said, they can make it a seven-game series. I've always thought that another one you could do because home field and and time off, what Ryan is saying is true. You can set up your staff, but maybe guys aren't as fresh, whatever. It it totally worked for the Astros. Maybe you give one more. If you're going to keep it just a five-game series, maybe you let the one team start with a one-nothing series lead. That's had the time off. I mean, that's an advantage. You start with a one nothing series that, lead. That, that's an advantage right there. Yeah. Right? Like now, now you have yeah. to win less games. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm fine with it. Look, so what? The Dodgers are out, and I don't care if the Yankees are out either. It's right. still fighting. I I will say this: that as much as like I know MLB wanted wanted this postseason to be Yankees and Dodgers in the World Series. Like, there's no doubt that that's what MLB was rooting yeah. for oh, yeah. for like ratings and stuff like that. Like I also would have been okay if I watched that. I would have loved to hate both teams, but I feel like you would have got you probably would have got to see the two best teams, maybe the Astros instead. But I like I just based off like a pure baseball perspective of seeing the best teams. Like I gener- I, I I generally would like to see the best teams play the World Series. I would, but at the same time, I don't want baseball to change the playoff format to like even to even more help those teams that played better all year. So it, I think it's fine the way that it is. I think that it's good that they added games to the wild card. So it's not like that way. You're not playing 162 games just to get one chance to move on in the playoffs. Like I thought it was good that they added two more games, at least DS. If you want to move it to seven, fine. Like the, the, the LCS in the world series or seven game series. I don't, I don't mind if that moves to set a seven game series either. But don't use that, oh, it's a five-game series as an excuse that your team just choked. Like, and the, Cody, yeah, the opposite that, would be true, too. If it was all chalk like the NBA, everybody would be mad and just like, well, we all knew it was going to be the Dodgers-Yankees. But exactly. And who's yeah. to say that the Padres and Astros, if they get there, aren't the two best teams? That's fair. That's like, fair. I mean, I mean, it's not do- like we're the- saying the Padres are a, a horrible organization. The Phillies are kind of a surprise team just because the Cubs swept them, right? We thought the Cubs yeah. had swept Six them games. out of the playoffs. Yeah, um, I, I I don't I don't understand the Phillies, and I got a really bad tweet from like earlier this year where I'm pretty sure I called the Phillies frauds. Um, so that'll be fun to go back and and roast myself on later, and if they move on to a World Series, but um, it, it's just what October is. That's why we love playoff baseball. It's like that's why I genuinely just like savor what happened in 2016 even more. That Cubs team had so much pressure going into October. Hell, going into the season, they got so much hype going into 2016. So much hype. And they were not only did they have the best record in baseball that year, they went on to win the World Series. And like, so yeah, over the last six years, I've savored it a little bit more when you watch these other good teams. Like, I, I feel like the 2018 Red Sox are the only other team that was like the best team all season. And just just rode through the playoffs and and dominated. Now the Cubs didn't dominate in the 2016 playoffs. They they had some luck go their way, but they won it, right? Red Sox in 2018. I, I honestly feel like they just dominated the entire year. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, like there really hasn't. You, you don't you don't see that a lot. Where the the team that dominated from April all the way through 
And to me, like, that's why that season for the Cubs was so special. And you can say that for other teams, too, that have that have, that have done that. Um, but that said, though, like, yeah, when teams get hot, like, it's a good story and it's fine. Like, but that, like, that all has to do with, you know, catching guys at the right time, getting, getting production out of players that you're not expecting. Like, I mean, the Guardians are, like, a great example. Like, I, this guy with the SpongeBob – um walk-up song like who was he like who like who is like i don't get it like like i'm rooting for the guardians tonight like right like i feel oh, like yeah. all of america is except for people in new york and it's just like it's a great story and like the only people who don't like it are people in new york and i get it like i totally get it like remember when the cubs play the giants in uh, 2016 that gillespie guy or whatever connor gillespie i think his name was like no one knew who that guy was that guy was mashing the cubs that series Daniel Murphy in 2015. Like it's it's like it's things like that that yeah, it sucks when you lose because of things like that. But that's playoff baseball. That's what we've seen for years and years and years. Changing the playoff format isn't gonna re- remove that, right? No, agree. Yeah, no. What what do you guys think of uh, the the Schwarber quote? Anybody mad, Brian? You, would would you be as a as a baseball player would you be bothered by that i i don't think fans should be bothered by it like he said basically that you know um no offense to any fan base because they're all amazing but this is by far the best division series i've ever seen at a home field just how electric it was they're in tune with every single pitch in every big spot it was just electric okay so what he, he he's he's trying to he's trying to amp up his fans and if you can amp up any fan base it's philly fans like They'll throw snowballs at Santa Claus. So I wouldn't get get worked (laughs) up about it. And I will say this. Cubs fans are the most loyal fans in any sport anywhere in the world. That's proof of 108 years of losing. But that run in 2016, there were moments where it was really quiet. And there have been other postseason moments. The stress of trying to break that alleged curse led to, I think, fans being a little reserved at the ballpark at times. And that's why I'm excited to really see them get back to the World Series the next mm-hmm. time. Because not that they fans wouldn't be nervous, but I just don't think there'll be the pressure that there was the last time around. And and that's, you know, the Phillies are, they're they're playing on house money. They, they yeah. fired their manager and they got swept by the Cubs. What do they have to lose? Of course their <laughs> fans are excited. And the yeah. Eagles are good. They're having a good time. They're all wasted. Isn't it disgusting that Philadelphia is experiencing this much happiness? Like, yeah. Well, wait till the Sixers come around and disappoint them again. <laughs> I will yeah, say, I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. I'll, I'll I'll say that. Uh, read read between the lines of Schwarber's <laughs> Schwarber's comment. He said the most electric division series he's ever been a part of. Yeah. He 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 wasn't healthy for that division series in 2016. So maybe that's it. Maybe he's not talking about that. He's like he's finding his way to to to, to hedge his bet a little bit. Uh, yeah, I no, find I, it. I, I I'm I'm gonna say that I think he. I mean, what what would you expect him to say? Right. right? Like why why would he, <laughs> as a current day Philly, say you know what? Actually, Wrigley Field was a lot better for that division. <laughs> exactly. No. Why? What would you expect him to say? Why would you get upset about? I don't. I, don't, I didn't see many people get upset about it. Thankfully, but like mm-hmm. if anyone that was, that's just so dumb to me. There's there's no other thing he was going to say. I don't know what the question was. Maybe maybe someone asked him about like what did you think of the you know the atmosphere of the division yeah, series sure. in Philadelphia? What's he gonna say? Oh, it was it was second. Chicago was, was yeah. pretty cool. Remember that no, one time I hit the Schwarboard? That was yeah, sweet. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's no. what I'm thinking. I'm I'm not bothered by it. First off, uh, and I I do I did laugh a lot at some of the comments we got because I from the CHGO Cubs Twitter account last night I tweeted a picture of Schwarber and you Darvish uh together well not together but two separate photos and just ask the people like who are you rooting for in the nlcs and a lot of people are saying darvish and it's because of what shorber that that exact quote and uh in a way i kind of get it just because like fans are fans but at the on the other end of the spectrum like i'm with ryan like what do you expect the guy to say but also i will say i don't know a more electric moment at wrigley field other than game six of the nlcs but as far as division series, I don't know in a more electric moment than than him hitting the the Schwarbaum onto the the scoreboard <laughs> and then like beating the Cardinals like 
I think Montero like, Grand Slam beats it. I, I you think, think so? I think Montero I mean, Grand Slam the, beats the, it. The, the stakes were so much higher in that in that game, right? But it sounded. I don't awkward. know. Beating your division I, rival in the playoffs true. like that. I, we will always have that, right? Cardinal fans c- continue to shove it off like it means nothing, but it definitely means something. <laughs> um, but I don't know. That's just me. Like, if it, I think it's more recency bias. I think when you sit him down at the end of his career and you ask him a question again, maybe he changes mind. But I, you also have to factor in like what the Red Sox did last year. No one thought that team was going to be even make the playoffs, and then he goes there at the deadline and he helps carry them to the ALCS and you know that that's some good moments at Fenway Park Fenway Park has the same type of vibe as Wrigley Field in terms of their fan base and you know the it's different here type factor like the fact that he said that not only for us but also for Red Sox fans I again I think it's more recency bias and uh you know that's fine I'm rooting for the guy no matter what I don't know who to cheer for in the NLCS I like both guys that's a good call. I mean, the chat's agreeing. Uh, I saw Robbie and Dubs and a bunch of other guys on there saying, Emily's saying it too. Nobody, nobody's bothered by the comments. Everybody knows it's Wrigley. We know it's Wrigley Field. Anybody that saw him put it on the scoreboard or saw Montero or gets to sing, do they sing Go Cubs Go? No, they don't. They don't have any cool tradition after the game. Mm-hmm. They just walk off the field and they go home. Mm-hmm. They get bitter again until the Eagles play. It's, it's all right. <laughs> right. Like, Philadelphia is a good enough sports town, but I went there once for a Bears Eagles game thinking it was going to be like this epic experience. It was all right. It, it wasn't any different than any other city. It wasn't it wasn't like I was like, oh, well, this sports mecca. I've never felt anything like it. Really, I it was it's the okay. only city that people like get they get more attention because they boo their players. So when things <laughs> right. aren't going right. Hey, what do you what do you think of Bruce Lamine uh saying that? high on the Cubs list would be adding Jose Abreu at first base. Uh, Ryan, you think that's a, a legit possibility? We kind of dabbled with it when the season ended. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think it is a possibility. Um, I know they have wisdom um, who kind of played a lot of first base towards the end of the season. Um, but I, I think if a guy like Jose Abreu is on the market and, and comes at the right price, the right, uh, you know, length of contract. If he wanted to be a Cub, like that's that's certainly something that the Cubs would entertain. I don't, I don't know that. I, I saw that he's like the the report that he's high on the wish list. Um, and if that's true, uh, he it kind of comes down to what he wants to do. If the Sox actually do let him leave, um, but one one thing I I was thinking about over the weekend when I saw that uh, that I haven't seen anyone talk about, um, in the the, the situation with Wilson Contreras the the leadership that he brings in the locker room, not just as like, you know, overall player, but with the Latin players mm-hmm. and like guys like Christopher Morrell, Nelson Velasquez, all those guys gravitated towards Wilson because he came up in similar circumstances, you know, played baseball growing up with, you know, like a stick in a plastic ball. Like he, he, he wasn't, you know, he, he cause he from Venezuela, but then he, he worked his way up to, you know, getting signed out of Venezuela and, and, and playing with the Cubs for 14 years. It brings a lot of respect from the Latin, uh, you know, Latin American players when they when they come over here and you know attempt to do the same thing. You lose that with Wilson Contreras if he, you know, if he doesn't indeed leave, which I think we all is, you know, is pretty much the expectation right now. Um, you lose a lot of that uh, that leadership as far as the Latino players go. With Jose Abreu, you bring a lot of that back. Yes, he's older. Yes, he's not going to be part of like your long term picture core, whatever you want to call it, next great Cubs team. But he brings a lot of that value as a, as a as a leader uh, with the, with the Latino players. He brings that back, uh, the, all that that you lose with Wilson, which I haven't seen anyone talk about that yet. And I think that's just another added value that you would have with Jose Abreu. Again, it has to be, um, you know, the, the right amount of years. I, don't, I think that the AAV doesn't matter as much, um, but it has to be the right amount of years. You're not signing him to a four year contract, like. No, yeah. you, you can't two do or that, three. So. Two or three years seems realistic because even yeah. if just one of those years is a total waste of money because you're playing at that point, playing maybe mash Mervis all the time, it's it's worth it because you would allow him to ease into the big leagues. Yep. There's no rush to get him there. You can you can immediately take a Brayu and make him a DH, and hopefully some of the power comes back. I mean, he was a four point two WAR. The guy, the guy's still a good baseball player, and I do yeah. agree that he comes with 
not only some of the Latin leadership, but just leadership in general. Like he, you're losing Hayward, who was also a leader on the team. For whatever you want to say about Jason Hayward, you're going to lose two vocal people that were leaders on the team. Wilson was definitely for the Latin players and Jason Hayward to all the players, you know? So, I mean, you have to replace some of that. And I've never heard a bad word about Jose Abreu. Like, other than the fact that the Sox have to change things up and they got to find a way to play somebody else at first base. Otherwise, there are just too many DHs on the team. I don't think they want to let him go, but I think they're going to let him go. And it would be – I saw somebody saying – I think it was Dub saying, I want Southside tears. Give me a Brayu. Like, I mean, there is a little (laughs) bit of that. Like, if he would come over and do some damage, uh, it would hurt a little bit on the other side of town, I think. Yeah, and I – sorry, Cody. I was going to say, I definitely – didn't like want to discount any of the offensive stuff. Like he still had a very good year this year. And I, even though he doesn't have like the Cubs track record as a leader, he's a cub, he's a track record of being a respected and very good player at the same time throughout his career. Like that, all that matters. But I I just wanted to specifically point out like the whole, he brings a little more of that Latino leadership back, which is, is, is big in a clubhouse like this. And they're the fourth lowest OPS at first base in all of baseball. So it's not like they, they don't need that position, a guy at that position. They absolutely need somebody like Jose Abreu at first base, even if Mervis is coming and going to start at the major league level on opening day, which is questionable at this point anyway. And, and if he does, you know he's going to have ups and downs. So it would be nice to have somebody like him to be sort of a mentor when he gets there. Right. It's kind of like – it's very, very – it's basically the same, except we're switching names out for me in terms of – you know, last week we were, I was talking about how Rizzo hit that homer or whatever. And, you know, I, you know, I've kind of talked myself into maybe when he opts out, maybe the Cubs go after him, but then you got two lefties, but I also was thinking maybe you could DH Mervis um, and let Rizzo play first. Cause you got the, the elite defense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this one makes a little bit more sense uh, in, ter- in terms of just like of the likelihood, I feel like, Um which is weird because I just never thought Jose Abreu would ever leave the White Sox. I feel like he's he was going to be a a, a a Sox guy forever. Um, but they have so many like first base slash DH types. Like you know, they probably want to move Andrew Vaughn to first base or someone like that. Um, or, or maybe they finally put they. I don't know. You, they have so many issues over there, right? And like you know how they don't pay anyone anything. Um, but uh, again, they have so many of the same types of players that are like first base or DH types, and he's older um, and stuff like that. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I could see the Sox letting him go. Um, do I think he would actually come to the Cubs? I mean, I don't know. Just like he he is beloved by the Sox fan base. Would he actually go to the rival across town? I I don't know. Money talks though. Money talks. Oh yeah. Money, money talks. Uh, but I'm with Ryan. You, you got like two or three years, I think three years max. Uh, and, 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 and whatever the money is fine. I think three years is, it would be good. And you get, you let him help groom Matt Mervis uh, and, 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 and learn from him, but also, yeah, he can be a really good um, leader for a lot of these young Latin American players that the Cubs have. So yeah. And, and again, the Cubs need vets. They got a lot of young guys, right? They need some veterans in there and to mix it up. Um, and I think he'd, he'd be a guy like that would be great. He's, you know, you won the MVP in the Mickey Mouse year. If you want to take however much you yeah. went into that, fine. Um, and he's just been a very consistent baseball player over the course of time. And then, you know, at times we back during the golden era, you could argue that Rizzo was better than him. But I think at the back end, you could definitely argue that Abreu was better than Rizzo. Um, I just think that he's a really good baseball player and, He's a leader and he makes a lot of sense. And, and the fact that he is right-handed and Mervis is left-handed, you could platoon at first base, or you could just let Mervis DH uh, more often than I, I, I don't know. I don't care. I just think that having both of them will be a very, very big plus. It'd be better than having wisdom platooning with Mervis as much as I have defended wisdom on this podcast. I think wisdom is a, you know, I think Luke said it like he, he just he just doesn't he just can't play every day. He's a very solid role player. You give him the right matchup. He can really he can really help your team. But Abreu is a proven guy who looks like he can still hit the homers were down this year, but um, he 
hits well at Wrigley Field over the course of his career, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't um, have to see that in the cross. Yeah, I don't don't ask me about the, the the day that they teed off against John Lester back in 2020. It was a miserable day for me. Um, you know, I yeah, I would be all for it. I just I do think there is a factor in the fact that it is the other team on the other side of town, and like, would would he do that to Sox fans? Yes. Again, Money you talks. Just have to, you have, I, more importantly, I think it's money and B, you might have to convince him that you're actually serious about contending because my guess is he's going to want to ring chase at the end of his career a little yeah. bit too. Like if it's the true. money's equal, yeah, sure, he'd probably like to stay in Chicago, but if the money's equal and he can go to a team that is clearly going after a World Series, that's what you've got to compete with. So that's that's where signing a Correa or a Turner or somebody to go with him would be like, here you go, Jose. We are serious, and we're we're not that far away, and you can be a big piece of that. Like, I think that's yeah. important, probably too. Yeah. No, I will 100%. see. I mean, again, I'm I'm all for it. I just i I think the Cubs are gonna just have to pay him more than than whoever else comes calling. I think for him to actually consider it, I, I do think the whole crosstown rival thing is a thing for in this instance, um, but. Again, yeah, money talks. We'll see. But I, I'm all for it. Money does talk. <laughs> hey, speaking of money, so we got DraftKings on board. We're excited to be DraftKings now. And uh, we got another fun sponsor, Shady Rays, baby. We're getting some new shades. I'm excited to get mine in the mail. Like, oh, yeah. Same. I got Same. some I got some coming that are full wraparounds for when I go fishing. The sun doesn't come in behind your eyes and reflect back. That's You need the full wraparound shades to keep the sun out of the sides. Okay. That's what I'm looking forward to. I got polarized coming too. See, I'm not doing that. I went I'm with the ones that the, I think it's the black timber. That just look mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I just need to look yeah, cool. No, they, it. These look cool. The these thing. look cool. These, these I'm just like, I, I won't be distracted. I'll be focused in you. You put the polarized on, you can see the fish in the water. You don't have to, but there's nothing worse than <laughs> facing away from the sun and it's catching the back of your sunglasses. Uh, that's I, right. I yeah. hate okay. that. Right in the peripheral. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I haven't fished in a long time, but I, I got to assume that it's that, that sucks. But yeah, no, oh, Shady Rays. Yeah, Shady Shady Rays, uh, new partner. Very excited about the work with them. Very excited to get, again, our Shady Rays in the mail. Hopefully they're coming soon. We're going to we're gonna have to talk to Chris about that. Tell him to, speak, tell him to get on. Right. Uh, but Shady Rays, uh, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and ev- everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Drop them in the lake. If, like, if, you're, if you're Luke and you're fishing, you drop your sunglasses in the mm-hmm. lake or you drop them off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong, even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over two hundred thousand five star reviews. It's a lot of five star reviews. It is. Shady Rays also provides ten meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed, and have donated over twenty million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem. They will throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. I'm excited about this. I love this. Absolutely. I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait. To I can't it. wait to get mine so I can cl- like just shade away the fact that the Cubs aren't in the playoffs and just like <laughs> completely forget that it's not happening. You, you, know could, I mean? you could you you could put them over your eyes watching Bears games to hide the tears. <laughs> oh like, yes! Yeah, oh my God! I will wear shady rays during every Bears game. <laughs> yeah, just so I don't have like just 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 cover my face. I yeah. yeah. No, I feel like perfect. Cody's gonna look great in those in the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wrigley with like reflector shades on, and he's just gonna be sitting there making his wagers and everybody like who is that guy with the reflector shades on 
That's Cody Del Metrics <laughs> over there. That's Cody Delmetrics. <laughs> uh, Sean, Sean Caselli says, any relation to Sweet Baby Ray's? Oh, I love Sweet Baby Ray's. Dude, oh, that's my favorite dude. barbecue. If we should yeah. start a partnership with them, man. Mm. They used to have a Sweet Baby Ray's restaurant right down the street from my house. They Close used to have there. one right, right down from Wrigley. They used to have one on uh, Clark. There was a Sweet Baby yeah. Ray's. I would get the uh, barbecue turkey sandwich there was off the charts they still have it at united center it's great no Um, free ads though yeah our our next partner has a product (laughs) i've been using literally every day started taking ag1 because i didn't have time i wanted better gut health more energy and optimized system now i've been on it for geez what has it been since april i love it (laughs) doesn't taste super healthy but it is it's it's mild tropical i look forward to taking it in the morning here's what it is one scoop of ag1 you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get a noticeable boost of energy, so I take it first thing in the morning. Get up, slug my AG1 in that glass of water, and giddy up, there I go. And it's lifestyle-friendly, too. Keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, it's all of those things. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for, this is unbelievable, less than three bucks a day. Come on, it's practically yeah. free. It's recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, reclaim your health, arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. You don't need a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Two good partners right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I also thought about the Shady Rays, too. The wraparound shades, another reason I'm looking forward to getting them. The snow keeps the snow out. You also don't want the snow coming in the top either. Oh, yeah. I'll be re- wearing mine whenever I'm on the scooter coming to the office, guys. Like, I'll oh, be all you might want to try my – you might want to try my kind of – the rap one. I can't remember what the name mm-hmm. of it is yet, but about when I get I saw them, a girl – I saw a girl on a, on, a, on a lift scooter today down in Lakeview East, Ooh. and she had, like, the ski mask on yeah. and then, like, the ski goggles. goggles. And like this giant coat, <laughs> I was like, "Man, that's gonna be me tomorrow when I come to the office, probably because it's <laughs> it's that chilly outside." And, and like the last time I came down to the office on the scooter, the ride home was awful. Like I, I I realized that I need to start wearing gloves, and I'm probably gonna need to wear a coat over the hoodie that I'm wearing to only wear to go to the office because I, you know, I like to wear. It, give me a CHGO hoodie, and I'll just wear that with a coat. But like I. You know, I didn't want to when we're at the office and we're about to do live shows, I want to show that I'm wearing a CHGO shirt. Right. So. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I definitely got to start bundling up. <laughs> and Cody, if you for some reason, your glasses fall off your head as you're scootering. Yep. Just go to Shady Rays. They'll give you a new one. It's yeah. I mean, that's pretty it's perfect. You don't get that from Ray-Ban. Let me tell you. Nope. Nope. Hey, before anyway. we move, before we move on to grading Wilson Contreras. Um, yeah. We had uh, I, I went into our Discord today for the first time in probably way too long. I'm sorry, Kevin and Jake. Um, and it's Monday, so I was like, hey, mail by, mailbag Monday. Let, yeah. you know, if you guys have any questions, send them. We only got one, so that's why I didn't tell you about it, Luke. But it is related oh, to Jose Abreu. And yeah. we basically answered the guy's question during our conversation, saying that we are, we're for it. But he's also asking, like, the case against it. So, like, is there – what's – if there was a reason to be against bringing Jose Abreu to the Cubs, what would there be? What well, his power be? was down, right? Is that one thing? Like his power was down this year, and you do need to get some power out of first base. Um, yeah. I'm just not super concerned about it. It wasn't like he didn't – maybe he wants too big of a contract. I just don't think – like Ryan said, it's all about the years for me. I don't think he's going to yeah. get some massive deal this late in his career. So right. I don't know if there's a huge downside. I don't see one. I really don't. I mean, yeah, the power's going away a little bit, or at least this year went away a little bit. But, again, over his career, he had been a very consistently good hitter with a lot of pop. Uh, maybe this is one-year an- anomaly. Maybe this is, you know, 
this is who he is going forward. But you don't know. I mean, it's hard to take. It's hard to take complete value over one season, especially again a weird season where you know shortened spring training. It was like three weeks long, like all that kind of stuff. That plays into a lot of different things. Uh, maybe it is the player he is. I just don't see this season, especially with again all the other things he still does well and still provides to a team. I just don't see a lack of you know or a, a, a drop in power as like a huge reason against. I don't see it as like a deal breaker because you hope that if, again, if Matt Mervis comes up next year, that he steps right in and, and is hitting a bunch of home runs right away. It might, I don't think that's the likeliest scenario. Um, and then, so you have, at least you have Jose Abreu there again, take a little bit of the load off his shoulders and hopefully, you know, Jose Abreu, if he's on the Cubs, finds a little bit more of that, of that pop at Wrigley field where we know he likes to hit a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt yeah, yeah that's taken away thing. from Mervis, maybe, right? That's what yeah. Kurt Payne is. The, the age, I, like, you don't know. Like, his, over the course of his career, yeah, he's been very good, right? And, like, maybe this past season was the beginning of, you know, trending down. But, like, I just don't think you're going to be asking him to carry your team like he was basically being asked to carry the White Sox over the last right. two years, right? So, if you go to me, the only downfall is is if you sign him, but then don't sign another major name after that, right? <laughs> yeah. If he's your, <laughs> I'm just gonna be mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. He still almost hit 20 home runs, or if he had 15 home runs this year, like he was. Yeah. I don't know. He had 15 home runs. I, I think you could deal with that if it, if you can get him to 20, then then that would be great. But if he doesn't, he had a, 15. Then he have like a 130 WRC plus or something like that as well. It's like close yeah, to that. Yeah, I mean, would you rather have would you rather have Abreu at first, or would you rather have Fran Mill at DH or something like like mm-hmm. I, I'm okay, I'm just okay with it. Like I, I think it's it's yeah. unquestionably it's an better, upgrade at first base. It's better yeah. than having Rivas over there. Come on, guys! Like I just don't right. see a downside to it. I really Agreed. don't. Okay, yeah. I think that's the biggest Shh. thing about it. Let's Shout out uh, to More Two Score in the Discord. Which yes, if you subscribe to allchjo.com, you can get into the Discord yourself. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's. Should we do the report card? Do you want to hit up Wilson? Uh, what might be the final report card for Wilson Contreras? I would. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I, would I think it's uh, be- uh, very likely. It's the last time we'll be giving him a report card, and the only time we're giving him a report. The card. first and only first time and last. That I will be doing it. Yes. Uh, who wants? Who wants to go first? I go first. Yeah, um. Good. All right. So, thank you, Kevin, for bringing this up. Uh, so I'm giving uh, Wilson's offense an A, his defense or his defense a B, and then overall B. Uh, it's still metrics, guys. Doesn't really add up, but here we go. Um, <laughs> we're going offense for A because if you look at all the catchers in the National League or even in baseball. Wilson, I think, if he is not, he's top three offensive catcher in all of baseball. Um, defense, uh, you know, we we heard it all at the deadline. All the all the the the, I guess the main reason why the Cubs didn't trade him because no one valued uh, his ability to call a game and no one values his ability to get adjusted, you know, with, with a new team as quickly, I guess. And apparently it doesn't take criticism. Well, all these things, um, I guess that all goes into his defense again. I think that's all. I think a lot of that is the league trying to play his value down, but whatever. Um, and then overall gave him a B, uh, because he did get hurt in the second half, and uh, his numbers weren't as great in the second half as they were the first half. And, I mean, I think if you look at the body of work over Contreras' career with the Cubs, the main thing is he play, he he he's always had decent first halves, but it's the second half where an injury comes in the way and he can't get – it, it hurts the Cubs uh, in that way, or he just doesn't play well. Uh, a lot of it used to be because he wasn't getting – or because he was catching too many innings. This year is the DH a lot. Again, the ankle thing that happened during the Field, Field of Dreams game, the, the Cubs should have handled it better. They they, they did not. Um, I'm glad that he was able to come back and play eventually, but um, he should have came out of that game and then just not played for however long they, mm-hmm. they did. And then instead he played and then kept trying to play, um, you know, after that, uh, games after that. And – I don't know if I put that on him or the Cubs, whatever. I think a B is fair. He was an all-star this year. I don't take all-star. Uh, you know, it's it's a cool thing to put next to your name on your resume. It's awesome. It's something you should, 
that we as Cubs fans should be proud to have someone who is getting voted in the all-star game, especially in a year like this where the team wasn't good. Um, but also is fan voting. So that's, that, that's just me. Uh, when it, I don't really take too much in the fact that he was an all-star into his grade. Um, I do think he was de- very deserving of being the, the starting catcher this year, for sure, especially with the first half. Um, but again, I give him a B just because the second half just wasn't that great. Um, but still, uh, he, he was, you know, he was about what I expected. I think the offense was a little bit better than I expected. And that's like his strong suit. So, um, overall his best season that he's probably has ever had. Um, but again, the injury didn't help and the best ability is availability folks. So I give him a B. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm pretty similar in that sense. Um, what yeah there you go offense a uh, i went d minus on d or b b minus on defense Jeez, yeah no not d minus b minus on defense uh overall that's what the league thinks ryan (laughs) yeah no sorry uh yeah b minus defense overall b plus um i'm with you cody on on offense like he just had i mean it was definitely one of his best seasons at the plate um and for a guy who I guess for the majority of his career has been known for his offense more than his defense. Like that's kind of saying something 132 WRC plus highest of his career. And it was, it was, you know, it was higher than it was than a lot or a lot earlier in the season. It was even higher than that. He definitely um, cooled off uh, at those first like two, maybe three months, whatever it was. Um, but he still ended up with a 132 WRC plus. I mean, he was worth 3.3 wins above replacement according to fan graphs, also the most in his career. Um, you know, that's including a bunch of playoff seasons and all that kind of stuff. Um, lowest strikeout rate of his career. Just a lot of, you know, uh, obvious improvements at the plate. I think one knock that I have for him and, and looking at kind of his splits, um, you know, the, the clutch stats weren't great. I mean, he had um, two outs, runners in scoring position. He only hit 189. He did have a 713 OPS, which you want that to be better in situations like that. Um, late and close games only hit 208, 557 OPS. And I know, you know, I, I've seen a lot of discourse on like, I've, I've seen people like on Twitter say, like, tell, like tweeting at me that Wilson isn't clutch. Uh, numbers don't necessarily say that that's not true. Um, but I, I don't know, it, it's weird when you look at the eye test, but then again, tie game this season, tie games, he actually had 145 at bats in tie games. Um, he had a 904 OPS, a 904 OPS. Yeah. Um, so he, he hit well in various situations as far as clutch goes. Um, and then he had that, that July that wasn't good, like just for most of it, but then I don't knock him for that too much because of all the trade deadline stuff mm-hmm. like that, that really takes a toll on, on, on a guy like a, a guy as emotional, wears his heart on his sleeve kind of, kind of stuff as Wilson knowing you're, I mean, I guess, assuming you're probably going to be traded from the organization you've been with for the last 13, 14 years, whatever it was like, that's going to take an emotional toll on you. And I think the first three months he did a really good job of not letting it affect him. But then when I got, when I got down to it, you know, the rumors started getting, you know, there's more and more rumors, more and more stories. He was getting asked more and more questions about it. I think mentally that that did take a toll on him. Um, So that obviously that, that affects his overall numbers. But I think you, yeah, looking at it in the proper context, you kind of understand why. Um, and then he had the injury, missed pretty much all of September until he, you know, that last homestand. Yeah, uh, there, there's just I think if you look at it in the context, situation wise on offense, I still I think he still had a very good year at the plate overall. Um, and yeah, and it it, it could have been better. It could have been an A plus, is what I'll say. Had it not been for a few things out of his own control, um, defensively. I gave him a B minus. Uh, I think he still had negative defensive run save this year. Um, I think the biggest thing is, I mean, he was he was okay. I mean, he, he still has a great arm. Still is, is very good at throwing runners out. We know that. Um, that's been his calling card as far as defense goes. Um, but I think the reason why I put him a little bit lower is because he just just didn't play a lot of catcher this year. I think he played seventy two games at catcher this year. Um, it just and I know that was by design, so I can't knock him for that too much. Like it was by design for him to not catch a lot and to let Jan Gomes catch and then eventually PJ Higgins, same way. Um, but 
to really get a good grade defensively, you kind of got to be playing there at that one position a lot, right? Like, yeah, I think someone said in the chat, he didn't qualify for mm -hmm. catcher stats because he didn't play enough innings at catcher this season. So um, that was a little bit of a knock on him for me and why I got, I got down to a B minus. Uh, but I, I think overall he was, he was okay at, at defense. I didn't see a ton of just, again, I, I, I didn't give him a D minus. I know I said it at first. That was a mistake. I was not supposed to say D minus. Um, I gave him a B minus B like boy. Um, yeah, no, it's B minus. Wow. That's he tough. had a good year. He had a good year, it, especially at the play defensively. I didn't, it, I didn't see anything that was just, again, when we talk about like teams outside worried about his defense at catcher and stuff like that, I just like, again, I don't see it as much. Maybe I'm not as in tune to what the numbers say. And maybe they have more metrics that tell them something different. I, I just didn't see it. Like he didn't, he, I didn't, I didn't see a bad year defensively from Wilson Contreras. So B plus that's, that's my rating. Um, I think he had a good year. I think he had a good year. It wasn't – I said it in an in a earlier story, but I think it's also one you reasonably could have expected from Wilson Contreras, which is why a guy like Nico, I, I was like – that that was a, a way well beyond expectations why he got better grade in some areas. I think this is also a season that, like, you know Wilson Contreras is a good hitter. You know he could have a season like this if, if everything kind of goes the right way, if he's healthy, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah weird weird grading scale that i'm giving it but that's that's my two cents ryan and i have the exact same report card a b minus b plus and my b plus for overall is the exact same grade that i gave nico horner and some people won't like that and i'll tell you why i'm giving him the exact same grade and i even considered making him the only person in the a slot i considered an a minus minus but and again nico i think will still go up <laughs> if he gets the gold glove but it's what ryan was talking about number one he provided you with something that you didn't get a whole lot of on the team and you didn't see a whole lot of around baseball power 22 home runs in the games that he did play fourth time in his career that he reached 20 home runs and again this isn't a season where the baseball was mush and guys weren't hitting home runs so it was one of his better home run seasons. Offensively, he was very good. Catching, he didn't do a whole lot of it. But the overall B plus, and and by the way, defensively, those those games where people say he doesn't frame well and all those things, I'll take your word for it. I, I I've seen him play okay defense. I don't think he's the greatest defensive no. catcher. The the pitchers seem to love Jan Gomes, but the overall B plus comes from what he had to go through this season. I give him a B plus because. He still provided the offense. He still provided the jolt of energy that the Cubs needed so many times. And this guy was on an absolute battery suck the entire season. From spring training, the little bit he had, every single person, every single interview he did was asking about, is this your last season? Is this your last? Is this the last time you're going to do this? Is this the last time you're going to do this? The guy had to go through it after every single game. And if there's one thing that sucks the energy out of a human being, it is absolutely stress. And there's no doubt he went through a hugely stressful season for him. He doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to go to another city. He doesn't want to impress another fan base. He wants to be part of the Cubs forever. And I think he finished on a high note, surprisingly on, on a high note, I think. I, I expected this season to be one of his worst because I thought the stress was going to get to an emotional guy. He's he's one of the three or four most emotional players we've ever seen in a Cubs uniform. So to put him through that and then go through the trade deadline, and he's not traded after he's gone through the, all the goodbyes, and then you got to go through it all again, and then you factor in the injury in Iowa, I was really impressed with the way he finished what is probably his Cubs career, and I'll give him a B plus. I won't say he was better than Nico Horner. I'm just going to say he had to go through more than any other yeah. Cubs player. You know, you can make an argument for Saya coming from another country and a total adjustment change because other guys are coming from other countries too, but they've gone through it. Um, I would say he had the most difficult thing facing him all season long, so I'll stick with a B plus. Um, real you quick. Gave him a I, higher grade than me, so uh, don't call me biased. No, no I'm not. And uh, <laughs> we were going to do Mark Leiter, but I think, I think it's – 
we could we could shift Mark Leiter to tomorrow and and use him there tomorrow because I do want to tell you about Pins and Aces, the official game apparel and partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear. Getting tons of compliments on and off the golf course, a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even your favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers or pops or high noons, whatever, right inside your golf bag. Keep them nice and cold right next to you that entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. But, Cody, when will you make your first DraftKings wager? Guys, I mean, I already did because I used it to oh, get these shoes. I mean, I, I'm, I, this, you know, DraftKings is my favorite is my favorite app, guys. It's my favorite app, and that's that why I got quickly. those new Jordans that quickly. That quickly, you know, your favorite app. Bang. That quickly, like you rolled I over just, this morning. You rolled, rolled over, this over morning, opened, opened it up. I mean, it was a beautiful thing. It was Christmas a beautiful feeling. Yes, uh, DraftKings, guys. DraftKings, my goodness. NBA fans, baseball fans, whoever. But NBA fans, the Bulls start this week, right? That's something I can look forward to. Uh, basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, our an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets. $200 in free bets. If your team wins, check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Ooh. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay. Today, with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code CHGO. Make any $5 bet. This week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code CHGO. Very good. Welcome it's to DraftKings. Exciting times, yeah. huh? I remember I remember when they first introduced the same game parlay. That was that was a game changer. That yeah. was a game changer when it when it came out. I do love the boosts. They have a lot of boosts. Oh, yeah. My my guy Sean from CHGO Bets Daily just sent in the bets Slack channel that tonight. You can place a $25 bet on Justin Herbert to just throw one touchdown at plus 100. Ooh, that's ooh. that's juicy. He's throwing a touchdown in oh, every yeah. game of his career. My fantasy. That's QB. like that. That's like that's like DraftKings just trying to give us free money. Uh, I love it. So sign up with CHGO, place that bet, and you can even place a bet on the Bulls to win on Wednesday. I, you're gonna have so much money. I. It's a beautiful thing. That's why you it's my so much money. Ask. You'll just blow it on Jordans left and right, like four yeah. or five a week. Hey, yeah, well, it's better to, to to spend DraftKings money buying Jordans than it is to spend your own money that, buying Jordans. That's isn't it? very valid point. Excellent point. Just and Cody will be able to buy right those out. extra ski goggles to go over a shady raise for the scooter, and maybe an extra pair of gloves. Yeah, yeah. so just much all cash. All thanks around. to DraftKings. I mean, they're just saving my life. And shady rays. And Shady Rays. Yes. Hey, one other thing I saw this weekend was that uh, former Cub and, and uh, Major League Hall of Famer Bruce Souter died. He was one of, you know, most people, uh, you guys are young, so most people remember Bruce Souter as the guy who gave up the home runs in the Sandberg game. He was like the elite closer at the time. He went to the Cardinals. He was at the Braves for a while. But I remember Bruce Souter being one of the first players I rooted for with the Cubs and I can remember him coming into the games and being like, just kind of this lockdown guy. He had the big beard. He was a four time all-star with the Cubs. Um, and I was bummed when he, when he went to the Cardinals as a kid. In fact, Bruce Suter was one of the first autographs I ever got as a kid. I didn't get a ton of baseball autographs, but we lived right by the white hen in Arlington Heights. And somebody found out, that Bruce Suter and Rick Russell, and I can't remember who the other player was, some of these guys would meet up before they would head to Wrigley Field. I don't know. If, oh, Dave, Dave Kingman was from the Mount Prospect Arlington Heights area, so he was part of the team too. And I think I think it was Kingman and Suter and Russell. 
they would stop and get their coffee on the way to the ballpark at the White Hen Pantry, which I later worked at. And so we staked it out one morning, went over there, boom, got some Cubs autographs. I believe those are the are they the only Cubs autographs that I still have? Like, I don't know where it is, but it might be the only Cubs I ever got autographs from in my life. Like, so Bruce Suter, rest in peace. You know, and, and I saw Rhino post something on Instagram saying forever connected at the hip. And I always thought it was impressive that that day jump-started Rhino's career and, and trajectory to the Hall of Fame. And Bruce Suter never let that bother him right like mm -hmm. they walked around everywhere at the hall of fame and it was like he could be bitter about the fact that this guy hit two home runs and started to like jumpstart his career so um a longtime cub at 69 years old is not very old so that is uh too nice. soon uh, We've got, uh what else we got yeah i mean i was just gonna say i was looking at his numbers uh because when we put the the graphic out I'll just be real. I mean, I knew he was a Hall of Famer, but I didn't know too much about him. But him winning the Cy Young in 79, and yeah. I looked at the Cy Young voting and look at the numbers of a lot of those other guys. And, you know, I know back then advanced analytics were, were not a thing. Uh, but you look at a lot of the guys that didn't win the Cy Young that year because of him, and you're like, wow, he must have really, really, like, caught the eye of a lot of people in yeah. that season and so uh yeah no it's uh sad sad stuff but uh i uh you know you know cubs legend he he threw a split Rip. finger and by the way when you guys review mark lighter tomorrow split finger but he was one of the first guys in baseball i believe to actually like kind of perfect the split finger like he threw it every pitch and everybody knew it was coming but he didn't even really know where it was going and it was very difficult to hit. That yeah. was his deal. Well, I, I mean, I was gonna say with Bruce Suter, obviously, like you said, Luke, a little bit before my time. Um, but he, I believe wanted to go in the hall of fame as a cub, but they had him going as, as a Cardinal, right? Is that, yeah, I believe legit? that is true. Um, uh, I mean, he had 1979 Cy Young as a reliever. Like I'm, I'm like trying to rack my brain and think about the last reliever that one <laughs> that won a Cy Young. I don't, yeah, I don't know because that doesn't happen. That, that never happens. Yeah. Like you see, I mean, who won it last year, Robbie Ray. And I don't remember who won it in the, in the NL or, you know, whatever it was, but Cy Young winners are always all these starters. I mean, they might even win that. Mariano Rivera ever win one. I don't know. I, I that's actually a really good don't question. I think so. What about like, that's remember when good, Eric Gagne had that, that long, that long ass streak, like the 81 consecutive yeah, saves or whatever. Yeah. Like, may, maybe him, like, so I, I pulled up the list, and this is Wikipedia. So not maybe may, may not be, if you're if you're an English Pay teacher in high school, worth. you don't you don't love Wikipedia. Um, but I'm Eckersley did it. It's looking like the last reliever to do it was Eric Gagne in 03 to win a side. So, guys have done it, but it's just it's pretty rare. It, it is pretty yeah. rare. And all, everybody always says uh, Lee Smith. They talk about great Cubs relievers, and Lee Smith was a great reliever. But don't forget that. Bruce Suter was before him, and he was, you know. How did this guy go in the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal? He was a four-time All-Star with the Cubs. Right. Like most of he won the World Series. He yeah. won the World Series with the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. He's also what, the, the fourth the fourth relief pitcher inducted to the Hall of Fame. The first pitcher inducted without starting a game. Wow. So pretty cool. That tells you how good he was as a reliever. He was good. Uh, and like Greg Maddox, one that uh, never should have left the Cubs organization, but that's the way it that's goes. what it sounds like. I'm like, yeah. the, the more that we've talked about, I'm like, well, how did we let this guy go? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> so. uh, all right. So we're back tomorrow, 120 uh, in studio, and uh, we'll be here every day, 120 during the week. And then on Friday, of course, you get Corey and Brendan. Corey's going to jump in for me tomorrow. And, uh, Looking forward to it. Looking forward to my shady rage. We can do lighter. Who else are we going to do tomorrow? Lighter. Who else? Who else should we review? What position player? We should always what ask about, the chat. Let's see. We've ask done wisdom. We've done Nico. We've done Wilson. Done, done steel. Well, if and lighter we did Drew is the pitcher, if lighter is the pitcher, I wonder what the uh, chat wants. 
Let's see if the chat has any ideas. Up. Dub like, says Madrigal. Oh, uh, I like Madrigal. Yeah. Lighter what and about Madrigal, Madrigal and lighter. Lighter and Madrigal on this. Shane says Morel. <laughs> we can no, choose between Madrigal and Morel. I like I like Madrigal lighter. Okay. Two guys that could have very interesting grades. I, Ryan's I forming be. his straight A's. Right. Yeah. Right. He's, he's, he's going to give him an A for short King energy only. And that's it. A plus A plus <laughs> plus could be the first time ever. Yeah. A plus plus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, thanks to everybody in the chat. I saw Rhonda jumped in Mike, Shane dubs, everybody that jumped, jumped on today. We appreciate you joining us live on YouTube at one twenty. For all those downloading us, make sure you also become a member at CHGO. You get those bets, you get the t-shirt, all that stuff. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Have a great day. Stay warm. Fly the W.